Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. We're going to turn uh, to Deuteronomy 28 and we're continuing our series, Blessed is Better. And uh, I, I, we started this series by speaking about the paradox um, of the kingdom of God, um, that God's kingdom works on different perspectives of, the, of this world. We live in a world where uh, people want to be lucky. To be lucky, you've got to win against somebody else. It's, you're, I'm the winner, you're the loser, or they're the winner, I'm the loser. That kind of principle. Uh, everyone's trying to win. Uh, everyone wants to. Everyone enjoys winning at some point. Most of us experience more losing than we do winning. When we do win, it feels great, doesn't it? And uh, that's, a, that's a kind of moment in life. We all like to, to win at something. But the kingdom of God is filled with complete winners. And, and the, the winners are those who believe in God. Now, the kingdom of God is a paradox because it's entirely exclusive. But it's, in, it's, it's exclusive to all those who believe but this it's non-exclusive because what happens is that everyone's invited. And uh, we spoke about in, in week one, we spoke about the fact that it's, um, the, that it's God's party. He's paying, but we're all invited. If we want to go to his party, we live by his rules. If we live by his rules, then we're blessed. Amen? Because it's him. Any, ever been to some place that's just a really, really lovely place you go to? Have you ever been to a friend's house that's like super rich? And you walk in, you're a little bit amazed by the place. You ever been to someone who's just got like a magnificent place? And you walk in and the first thing you do is you take your shoes off. Uh, and you wish your socks were cleaner. And, uh, <laughs> and, you walk around, and you'll just walk around and just like, and it's amazing. You're invited in and, and you feel a little awkward at times. But then as you begin to relax, you just sit in the over-sumptuous armchair and just, oh. And, and then you, and you eat their food, which is, mm, and, you, and, you, and you just have this wonderful time. You know, why? Well, because they've invited you. It's their house. You live according to their rules. But while you're there, it's great, isn't it? Well, that's the kingdom of God. It's his house. And we're invited to his house. And it's his blessings. And he wants us to live in his house a blessed life. And it's very important that we live blessed. If we don't live blessed, then we don't have testimony to the declaration of what God wants to do in this world. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to read Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. If you fully obey the Lord your God and keep, carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, will be blessed. Now, I'm going to concentrate this morning on verse 6, and it says here in the New Living Translation, wherever you go, whatever you do, will be blessed. Now, I'm often commenting on uh, the uh, New Living Translation. We like this, new, this translation because it's, a, it's really easy to understand, and it speaks a very easy language. But sometimes it kind of says something which it's saying it brilliantly well, but kind of missing the point, I think personally. 
All right, that's probably subject to discussion by other intellectual, more clever people than I am. The the New King James, the New King James, which is a slightly older version, says this. And if you've been in church for a while, you'll be more familiar with this. But if you've not heard this before, let me read this to you. In the New King James version, it says, "You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out." And what that basically means is, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. But the problem with that translation is it it kind of leaves you in an open field of, well, you can do anything and you can go anywhere and you'll be blessed. It's a little bit like taking a child into a large space and saying, there you go. Have you noticed what they do? They just go mad. (laughs) You get a child, small child, big space, and they start running. And what they do is they don't actually do anything. Because they just go, and in the end, you're like, you'll see it after church this morning. In fact, once the chairs start getting cleared, in fact, at night time, it's even worse because we clear the chairs at night so that we can get the place hoovered up in the week. But what happens is that once the space starts getting cleared, the little children, they just see big space. I and mean, we don't see big space, but when you're tiny, it's much bigger, right? And so, and so they see big space and they're like, space! And they start running around like this all over the place. Like this. And in the end, all of us, all, all the parents are start, starting, start, you, you let it go for a while and then you start getting a bit tetchy. You know, like, do I trip them? That would stop, that works every time, you know. And if you can get a row of them, you know, then you get double points. You know, dum, 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 dum. I hope the parents weren't watching. <laughs> And, you, and what happens is, when you're just given this open space of, well, I can do anything and I can go anywhere, well, I want something a bit more specific than that. I, I kind of I want to know how that's relevant to me, because I know I can go anywhere and do anything, but, but what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, it, it's so non-specific, you don't know how to make a blessing out of it. Because you've still got to get up in the morning and go to work. And, and how do I make sense of that? Because I can go anywhere and do anything. But actually, no, I can't because I've still got to drive to work. I've still got to turn up on time. I've still got to fulfill those functions. So what does it mean to be blessed where you come in and you go out? Well, you know, the Hebrew, um, the Hebrew actually is only four words for this verse. And it says, Barak Baal. Barak Yatza. That's the, that's, the, that's the Hebrew. That sounds quite clever, doesn't it? It sounds, makes me look intellectual. I, read, I just read it, right? So, uh, I'm, I'm giving you that because what that means is, Barak literally means blessed. Blessed bow, which means coming in. Blessed Yatza, going out. That's it. That's all it says. And basically, what that means is there are two parts to our lives and there's two parts to how we live our life. We live our life going out and we live our life coming in. Are you with me here? We, we, we go out and we do things and we come in and we settle down. There are, there are process for life in which we have to understand there is a going out and there is a coming in. Now I want you to understand this because this is one of these things that we often don't understand about ourselves. If you can get this message, you'll understand something far more about how your inner man works and how your mind works. You see, what happens is that 
God wants us to understand that when we go out, the last word, he says, yatsu, is a word which means I've got to go out. I've got to go and do something. I go forth. It literally means to go forth. It's about producing something, building something, doing something. And what happens in our life is that when we're struggling with what we've got, the first thing we do is think, if I can just change this to something else, then I'll be blessed. If, if I don't like where I live, then perhaps I should live somewhere else. Well, we've often said that. You know, people come and, oh, I've got trouble where I live. Well, move. <laughs> uh, I encourage you, if you don't like where you live, move. And if you say, well, I can't move, well, believe God. Find a way. But the first thing we have to understand is, where's the trouble? Where's the problem? Is the problem really out there? Or is the problem in here? And so we often want to just go out and, and change. We just want to change. Sometimes if people come to me uh, and they're struggling in church or they're struggling in ministry function or ministry response. Oh, I don't really feel this is me right now. I feel I'm on a journey. You've got to spiritualize it to make it, make it more convincing, haven't you? And so I don't really feel that I can, I can do this right. I feel the Lord is, is taking me on. A, I'm so journeying with the Lord. And I'm, I'm walking a lonely place right now where basically, and this is where I stop them. So basically what you're saying is you don't want to do anything right now. You just want to quit. Yeah, that's exactly. No, I feel the Lord is saying. <laughs> and basically what happens is we struggle with responsibility because we're struggling within the inside. When you're struggling with the inside, we struggle with the, with the outside. And so, but what we think is, if I can change the outside, then I'll be okay. But you've always got the inside with you. So if your inside hasn't changed, your outside won't change. It, it just, the, it, the view changes, but the circumstances don't because you'll take it with you. And so what happens is people want to pull back. But the Bible says, blessed you will be going out. In other words, when you go out. In other words, not when you change necessarily your circumstances, but when you go to work that you don't like, to your boss who is vile, to that work environment that is stressful, to those places that puts you under pressure, where there's a constant pressure for compromise. You are blessed there. You've got to understand you're blessed in the going out. I come forth. The Bible speaks. The Bible says, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. And let me read it to you. John 7, 38. It says this. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Well, the old translation, you can tell I'm just old school. I can't get it out of me. That's what I grew up reading. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Or let me give you a more, um, more relevant kind of way of describing it. Blessings shall flow from your life abundantly. Abundant life shall flow out of everything that you do when you go out in faith. Now this, listen to this. If you want your outside world to change, your world can only change if you can get bigger. Right? We only live in the world that we can possess. Are you with me here? The world you have is the world that you possess. 
the world that you're capable of living in. I've had many people come to me and say, oh, I'm believing for a new job. I just, I just want this new job. And, then, and you pray with them and then they get the new job and, and they go, oh, I'm so excited. I, I've got the new job. A few weeks go by. How's the job? Oh, it's terrible. I'm, I didn't think it was going to be like this. And what happened is that when people often step into a new place of responsibility, you can think, I'm stepping into something new. They step into a world that they haven't yet possessed. And it's a bigger world. And it's scary. And it's intimidating. And it's stressful. And you don't feel like you're the kingpin anymore. What happens is that we feel the world we possess and we're comfortable with that. And we want it bigger, but we don't want the pressure of what happens. It's like going from primary school where you're in year seven and you're the king and you're the big kid and going to high school where you're the little tiny kid who everybody kicks. <laughs> That's what it's like when you go from one place to a step into another world, you're going from the big kid to the little kid in one step. That's what ha- I, I always chuckle. Our kids went through primary school. They were the big kids at, at primary school. And Joe tells some hilarious stories of the tricks he used to play on the, on the primary school, the years ones and twos, and the stuff they used to do as a primary seven child. He wasn't the type of child you wanted in your class, or you didn't want that kind of child. He was, a, he was one of those kind of parents. And so they just had, I mean, just mischievous fun, all right? But he went from that. And then they went into high school and they're just little. Because there's all these big kids going around. And, and what happens in our world is that we want something better. We want it blessed, but to be, for it to be better, we've got to step into something bigger. To step into something bigger, we've got to go out into something which is more than what we've already possessed. So how does that work? How do I step into the more? This is how it works. The Bible says, Bless you shall be coming in. Bless you shall be going out. Because the in must happen first before the out. What does that mean? It means that for me to increase in my life of blessing and influence, I've got to find that bigger space on the inside of me. For me to walk into a bigger place where I can fulfill the call. You see, there is a cry and an itch on the inside of every single one of us. We've got this itch that says, I know God's called me to do something more. I know He's called me. And and that call to do more involves doing things in the natural world. We we speak about buying bigger house. Well, bigger house is, is irrelevant in terms of eternity, isn't it? It just simply is. I've often told the story about how we believe God for a new three-piece suite. We didn't have a three-piece suite. In fact, we were living on Pam's garden furniture. And she had loaned us garden furniture. This is why the Lord has paid off your mortgage, Pam. (laughs) We had a house, but no furniture in it. And we were living on plastic furniture. Pam had this plastic furniture that she lent us. And so we were, we were living on plastic furniture. And we had to believe God for a three-piece suite. And I remember seeing, I remember seeing that there is a thousand pounds. Well, we didn't have any money, right? 
And I've always said, if you haven't got any money, you might as well believe God for the most. If you've got a belief for it, you might as well believe something better. If you're going to get a miracle, you might as well get the best one, right? (laughs) So there's a thousand pound suite. And we see that I'm thinking, what can I believe God for? Well, a thousand, you you struggle to get a suite for less than a thousand. Well, you can at DFS now, but I wouldn't. And uh, so, (laughs) so you can go and you see like these thousand pound suites and going around yeah they're nice and nicer and then there's the three thousand pound suite and it's like it's at the back of the store and it's three and you're looking at it and you sit in it and you go I wish I never sat in that now because the thousand ones feel like rubbish and they'll ne- it'll never feel and I always feel like and then I realise I'm believing God why don't I just believe God for the three thousand and so here I am and I'm like God well, can I have it and God says you can take it or leave it it's up to you it doesn't make any difference doesn't make anything different turn if you want to believe for that then i will do that miracle for you but it's in terms of eternity it's irrelevant see so sometimes you know you've got to believe god for a bigger house but in terms of eternity it might be irrelevant but in terms of your faith and your revelation of god is everything because it teaches you how to possess the spiritual realm. Until you learn how to possess the natural, you'll never possess the spiritual. It's no good walking around in brokenness and poverty in the natural world thinking that you're going to possess the spiritual realm and walk in the high call of God. You've got to manage those things which are natural before you can manage those things which are spiritual. Does that make sense to you? And so with all of us, we have to walk that journey and we have to look at our world and go, I'm going to possess the world that God has given me. I'm going to possess my prayer world. I'm going to possess my worship world. I'm going to possess my Bible study world. I'm going to possess all of those things. I'm going to possess the world that God has given in my natural circumstances. I'm going to have a blessed home. I'm going to have a blessed marriage. I'm going to have blessed children. I'm going to have a blessed colleagues. I'm going to have a blessed neighborhood because I live there. They will be so grateful that I live there because I am the blessing for that neighborhood. Are you understanding me here? We've got to be in that environment. We've got to understand that that's the world we live in. But there's this itch and that itch goes like this. It goes, I know God's got something more. And I don't know how to get it. You know what? We have to come back in so that we can go out again. You have to come in. It says, and Jesus says in, in, um, in Luke chapter 6, uh, it's a, uh, Luke 6 is when it's just one of those amazing chapters. Uh, and it's just before Jesus preaches on the, um, the Beatitudes and the blessings, which actually you're doing uh, in, in the uh, Fuel Bible study. We're doing the Beatitudes in, in Fuel, um, and, uh, which Pastor Owen writes for us. And um, in Luke chapter 6, verse 12, it says, One day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. And then it goes on to give their names, and we go right through to verse 17. And when they came down the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area, surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. 
there were people from all over Judea and Jerusalem, as far north as the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, and they come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him, and he healed everyone. Isn't I love, this is one of my favorite, just like he healed everyone. Do you know what happened? Jesus, he's the son of God, but he's the son of man. He is living as a man. And he, what does he do? He's got his disciples. He's got a crowd of disciples. He hasn't just got 12, by the way. He's got a crowd. He's got a gang. All right, and these guys—he's got men and women. They're all surrounding him, and they go with him. And he's got the whole pile of people. He says to Peter and John, "Follow me, follow me." They only tell you those people he told them. He told loads of people to follow him. He's got loads of people hanging around him. Loads of people giving into his ministry. Loads of people coming, but to step into a bigger world. To go out, he had to come back in. What did he do? He goes to a mountain and he prays all night. What did he do? He just took himself back in. He didn't take himself back away to quit, to say, I can't do this anymore. He took himself back in to a place where his faith was built up. You know, when you're dealing with the stress of this world, in this space, when you're not coping with this space, when you're struggling with this space, the world around you, you don't try and change that space because this hasn't changed. What you change is this. How do you change this? By stepping into the place of prayer. By stepping into the place of revelation. By stepping into the place of declaration. And you start to declare, I am the man that God has called me to be. I am a great father over my house. I am a great husband over my wife. I am Cheryl. I am... Sometimes she has to be reminded. (laughs) Have it written on the wall in the kitchen, on the fridge. (laughs) I am the man who is able to walk in these things. I am able to overcome in my finances. My finances will not get the better of me, but I am able to walk in peace. I am able to conquer the battle that goes on in my mind and that area of depression and that area of turmoil. Come on, there are people here who understand what I'm talking about right now. I am able to walk in those things. And you come into a place where you begin to marry those things that go on on the inside with your revelation of who Jesus Christ is. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And when He takes lordship and ownership over your heart and over your life, suddenly your world begins to increase a little bit more. You begin to become more comfortable with a bigger space. You begin to possess your world more comfortably. You're more at peace with who you are on the inside and your world grows. I want to tell you, blessed you are coming in. Blessed you are going out. Everywhere that you go and everything that you do will be blessed. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.